Welcome to the Humanity Leadership Podcast. My name is David Wheatley. We're here to talk leadership in small, bite-sized and practical chunks. Enjoy. Welcome. And uh, this week, I just wanted to talk about a, a tool that came out of our 50 Do's for Everyday Leadership. And some of you may be familiar with the book, 50 Do's for Everyday Leadership. It's the foundation of uh, one of our big trainings, the High Impact Leadership Training. And it's really a blueprint for frontline supervision. Do the 50, don't do the opposing side, and you'll be in good shape. And uh, one of the, the tools that comes out of it is uh, what we call notice, stop, think, and choose. And it's really that opportunity to put a break between some kind of stimulus and your response. Because we all have a tendency to react to things. What uh, the 50 do's and the four choices in our, our book and training do is get you to, to create a pause at least so that the choice that you make is more likely to be productive or transformative as a leadership choice. So let's go through those. The first one is notice. And the idea of notice is to notice your physiology, physiology, how you're feeling, what's your body telling you? We naturally have built in a fight, flight, freeze mechanism, which can pop up. It can sometimes be the hairs going up on the back of your neck or a tightening of your chin or your chest or a rumbling in your stomach, or you, you can feel the blood pressure raise as it flushes a little bit. But those are the things that historically are telling us something's about to happen and we need to do something. It's the fight, flight, freeze response is kicking in. That's the notice. Are we noticing what our body's telling us? Are we feeling it? Are we pay, paying attention to those internal cues? When we do notice that, and we get into the practice of noticing that, then the next step is to stop. And that stop is just enough to create a space to make a better choice. And the idea of stop is you're creating a choice space by not reacting right away, but actually setting aside the emotional, the fight, flight, freeze, and going to do something more logical, reasonable about it based on the data. But there's, there's some different ways that I, uh, I plug in here in terms of what a choice space or a stop can look like. Most simple one is stop and take a breath. Uh, another one is count to 10. We've all done that with our kids. You know, stop and count to 10 because that pause, that 10 seconds has potential to give you the chance to think and make a better choice. Uh, sometimes it's just, you know, with kids again, you sit them, in our case, we used to sit them on a timeout stair, which was halfway down the stairs. Uh, before that it was a timeout chair, but then there were too many of them. So if they were in timeout, they had to go sit on the timeout chair. And that was just a way of removing them from any stimulus and getting them the chance to force them to think and make a better choice. It was a forced choice space, a stop. Sometimes it's a, a write your email in draft before you send it. So we've all received those emails that have angered us, and we've probably all sent an email in anger that we've later regretted. And that's the beauty of draft is that's a choice space or a stop that says I can write my emotion, but I don't have to send it. And if I leave it a while and then come back to it, quite often I send something different to what I thought the first time when I reacted. So uh, another one that my, uh, my wife does is just cup one hand in another for a minute and offer it out so that you're, you're cupping it and you're open to what's going on. And you forcibly put one hand to cup it into the other one so that you're receiving what's happening rather than reacting to it. It's a physical reminder to be centered. And that's all the stop is. It's creating the tiniest of spaces 
in order to think and choose. Uh, the other extreme of a stop is sleep on it. I don't like to buy expensive things today. I'll buy them tomorrow because the temptation is you get sold on it today and you know the price is only good for today, but I don't want to be pushed into that. So tell me what price you'll give me tomorrow because I'm going to sleep on it to make sure that this is a decision I really want to make. Um, there's an old humanity story where we nearly bought a, bought a Masonic temple, but fortunately we slept on it and uh, the following morning both panicked a little bit and withdrew our, withdrew our offer. There's a, there's a pint and a story in that somewhere. So the reason why we create this choice space, the stop, is because we want to think. We want to think about what are we caring about? What's our focus of care? Is it on the greater good or is it on self? So let me try and push that to the greater good. Am I committed to impact? Am I actually, you know, I want to do something about this. I want to do something that actually helps us be better. And it's the us better. Uh, am I aware of my own and other people's emotions? If I'm tracking those things, then that space is letting me say, well, I'm, this is an emotional piece or they're emotional. What's going on? Is there a deeper story behind this? And then what choices keep the greater good, the impact and the relationships as priorities. So it's the, the opportunity to think about this situation. Sometimes it's just the opportunity to stop and think about how we're all really just extras in other people's movies. And we don't know whether that's a comedy or a tragedy. And so we have to be patient. We have to listen and we have to pay attention so that we understand what's really happening. We don't know the story, the backstory to that. So we've got notice, stop, think, and then choose. And now we're able to decide how to behave, make a choice that demonstrates you care for the greater good, that your commitment is to impact and to the people involved. And quite often those choices, we would say transformative and productive choices in the, the four choices language match the 50 do's of the 50 do's for everyday leadership. They're behaviors that you understand you need to do you probably knew you needed to do them anyway. It's just they've that choices that you've made rather than the choice that you knew you should have made, but you didn't because you reacted to the situation. So again, when we feel ourselves, when we pay attention to our bodies, we notice when we're not quite centered, create a choice space so that you can think and choose. Now, there's some other choice space examples, some stops in there that uh, have come out of the training that we've done. Uh, one of them, somebody once told me that uh, it's funny how when you're in a difficult situation, how often you need to go to the bathroom. And, and people laughed in the group, but then they said, it's not necessarily that you need to go to the bathroom. It's just it gives you a couple of minutes of space just to get yourself into the right frame of mind so that you can think and make better choices. The same goes for how often I, I might not have a pen when somebody's bringing me an issue. And I just, just say, give me a second while I go get a pen. And that short walk gives me the opportunity to just to get my head into the right gear so I can respond in the right way. I did this kind of work with a, a law enforcement department once, and one of the, the cops said uh, he had to stop a choice space when he was driving to the scene of a, a traffic accident. He said, because quite often you're driving on lights and sirens, your adrenaline's all popping. And when you get there, you have to switch from this whole pumped adrenaline to being the calm, centered, in control person. And he said how he does it, he got, gets out of the car on his cell phone and he's got his cell phone to his ear and he's saying, yep, I'm here. Yep. Yep. Okay. I will. And then he puts his phone away and he goes to the first witness and says, help me understand what's going on. 
But that few seconds that he's pretending to be on his phone is the time that he just breathes and gets his, his center back from the adrenaline rush of driving at speed to being at the scene. And it's not endangering anybody. It's just getting him into that place where he can act appropriately and for the best of the victims and the people who have been in the accident. And it's funny because the people who come rushing up because the police are now there just will give him that moment because they hear, they think he's just talking to the headquarters or whoever to let them know that he's arrived. But they'll give him that space. It's only five, 10 seconds, but it's enough for that center to get back. So we notice, we stop, we think, and we choose. That was the Humanity Leadership Podcast. My name's David Wheatley. For further information about Humanity, go to humanity.com or check out our latest book, What Great Teams Do Great, from all good bookstores. Have a good one. Stay healthy.